last couple weeks, we like finally got the permit approved. So he was like, all right, we're getting the fucking cement done. And now we got the wood delivery and now we're like building shit. So it was like a lot of nothing for a long time. And and now all of a sudden shit's happening like fucking light speed because they work at crazy pace. It's like I can't keep up with him. He's. Well, that's good. Yeah, man, old man strength. <laughs> yeah, right. But it's just like he's got like so much like stamina. It's like you got to tell him like, no, dude, it's like fucking five o'clock. Maybe you should have lunch now. <laughs> oh yeah, that's old man strength, yeah. dude. It's a that's a superpower. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I can get some of that. Right. Just get bit by a radioactive old man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dude, it shows up when you get old. Yeah. You know, you just stop giving a fuck. Like, I used to cut lawns and, like, you know, we were all, like, in shape and stuff, trying to, like, you know, take stuff that, like, bolts and stuff that get fucked up. Mm-hmm. And we'd all be, like, couldn't get it off. And this old dude that we worked with would just come up and, like, twist it with his hand. <laughs> yeah. But he's drinking, like, yeah. Coca-Cola yeah. on a 100-degree day to rehydrate. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a skill. Fucking permits, man. You know, in Howard County, you have to pay... $25 every year to have a security system in your house. What? <laughs> it's a security system permit. Yeah. To pay for in case you have a false alarm. Yeah. Howard County is a bitch when it comes to fees and permits and taxes and shit like that. I'm just like, I got an email saying, you have to get a permit for your security system. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm just protecting my house. You yeah. Me a permit. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is insane. Charge the people who have false alarms for the false alarm. Don't charge. That's what me they're supposed it. to do. Like the cops yeah. are supposed to send them a thing and be like, Hey, there was a false alarm. You owe the County this instead of just a blanket, you know, in case there's false alarms, everyone has to pay 25 bucks. That's like a fucking scam, man. Yeah. You're telling me. Damn, tell you what else is a scam. (laughs) I purchased a number of boxes of shiplap from one Lowe's hardware store. Yeah. To cover, you know, a wall in the new house that my wife and I just uh, purchased. And even though the measurements should have covered over 84 feet, square feet of wall space, it only covered about 60. And then I emailed the manufacturer pointing out this glaring mistake. And that bitch sent me an email today telling me that, oh, on Home Depot, it clearly says this and got all smart ass with me. And then so I sent her the Lowe's thing where it clearly says something else. Yeah. And it clearly says that it covers, you know, the amount of space that would adequately cover my wall. And, uh, I mean, they're not going to do anything for me, so I know that it's not going to be like I'm going to get a free box or anything. I've already ordered the box I need to finish it, but it's just, like, her tone in that email was just like, fuck you, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, you're the ones lying on your packaging, not me. Yeah. You know? What I've found being a homeowner is you have to compare the exact same fucking thing on Lowe's to uh, Home Depot to make sure that... What they say fucking matches, makes sense, is the correct thing, and um, that they fucking even, like, are what they say they are. Like, it's very often where I'll look at something online, well, before the pandemic, and I'll go into the store, and um, 
I'll go to get the exact thing where they say it is, and it will be completely different color, completely wrong size. Mm-hmm. I'll talk to someone, and they'll be like, yeah, the computer says we have it in stock, but I don't know where it is. I'm like, what the fuck? You, this is all you do. This is your store. <laughs> if you run this out of something, job. you grab it, and you put it where it needs to go. It needs to be the right color. It needs to work. It needs to like function properly. And he's like, if if something's broken and I need to return it and get a replacement, you should have more than one. I could fucking just like exchange it for like they're all fucking idiots. Yeah, I don't know. I now it turned a one day job into a multiple week job because I got to wait for new boards to get order in. Yeah, and I mean, I was really hoping for the whole thing to be done. Yeah, that's a, but, a lot of home ownership is <clears> like <throat> fuck. This project is now taking five weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad that I was. I found a retailer that had it in stock because Home Depot and Lowe's do not have it in stock uh, still. Yeah. Um. So I found another retailer that has it in stock, so I can finish up the wall. Because we're trying to move, you know, in a week or two, and I need to get that wall done, and I need to get the floors done, and Lowe's, you know, it took them five days to tell us that they don't have the wood that would be required to do our floor. And so they could only do it with another, another wood that won't match. And it's going to take them over three weeks to even get it in stock. Yeah. And then we're like, well, screw that. You know, we're going to have wood from another company by Thursday and the floors are going to be in next week. So, and he's probably significantly cheaper because they wouldn't even give us a price in the labor because, uh, without, I don't know. It was just stupid. It's yeah. so frustrating that we waited like o- almost the whole week just to find out that they aren't going to tell us how much it would cost. Yeah. You know, they're, they're all bastards and they're going to fuck you whenever you can, man. Mm, just bend over. Yep. <laughs> I don't know if that's uh, how we want to begin this episode. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> just bend over yeah <laughs> just, just embrace yeah um, <laughs> bite your pillow <laughs> yeah i don't know if you guys want to talk about uh chadwick boseman suddenly dying and the future of black panther i don't have anything to say besides it's sad i personally don't really find i mean for me me mourning a actor's death is just me being selfish because I can't get another Black Panther movie without the continuity being messed up. I don't know the guy. I don't have a lot of, I mean, I have sympathy for him and his family. I just don't Mm. like, I'm not emotionally invested in the stranger, you know, beyond just general empathy. I mean, it's sad that he died uh, from a horrible fucking disease, but like, I mean, the most that does is make me think I need to get my colon checked because yeah, (laughs) Of course, right. so you should always get that colon checked. That's definitely a thing. Should be on yeah. your daily to do list. Um, <laughs> daily. <laughs> Bend over. <laughs> you can never be too careful, man. You never know when it's going to strike. I get the feeling that, like, in 15, 20 years, people are going to look back on uh, him like how people look at, like, James Dean now, right? Where. Yeah, I could see that. Around for, like, a short period made a super big impact yeah. for, you know, black culture and representation in movies and like playing some of like the biggest historical, you know, black figures and having the biggest movie 
that kind of came out of nowhere, right? Like Black Panther was always kind of like queued up to go in, but no one thought it was going to be, you know, the biggest fucking movie up and until, you know, later the end game and shit came mm-hmm. out. But like when that first came out, dude, like people were going nuts about having such a powerful model kind of person that everyone can kind of look up to in, you know, the black community and how people were just like super grateful and talking about how this affected their kids. And then you get that Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse kind of thing where it's like, all right, now we're kind of really building on this representation thing and making sure that people have themselves to see in these movies that are doing well commercially where they can kind of pave the way for more representation going forward, where it's not just, you know, a sidekick or a throwaway character or the bad guy or something like that. It's like a real hero to a lot of people in the community, a lot of kids and stuff like that. I think that's what's really going to make people maybe don't appreciate the significance of, of Chadwick now, but like, you know, in the future when, all those kids who saw him at five years old are now entering into the greater society where they can make films and shit like that, that are inspired from that. That's what I'm looking forward to is his legacy. When those kids that he inspired now grow up and seeing what they can do, you know, Mm -hmm. because they had that, that person to look up to. That's, that's what I thought. That's what I wanted to say about it. I thought that was cool. That's, that's, I I didn't want to like, just be like, Oh man, so sad. I wanted to be like, no, this dude, he did some cool shit. Like he's not like my favorite actor, but like I appreciate the impact that he had has and is going to have in the future. I think that's, that's a cool thing that, you know, even if he didn't just randomly die without telling anyone he was sick, that would be a cool thing. If his career lasted like 50 years, you know, where people are looking to him as the modern Harry Belafonte or something like that, you know, or Sidney Poitier, you know, they got that, that big jumping box office push that really helped get a lot of, you know, people of color into these leading roles in movies where there would normally be background sidekick, bad guy, whatever, you know, nicely said, Paul. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. He's a really good actor. I mean, um, if you haven't seen it, watch the five bloods on yeah. Netflix. Uh, he was in it. Um, he's really good in it and really good 42. movie. He did a great job in 42. He plays a great Jackie Robinson. Mm-hmm. I have, I didn't see the other ones yet, but I'll, I'll put those on my list. The Thurgood Marshall and the, the James Brown one, but yeah, dude, uh, had a crazy, crazy career in like a, such a short span, you know? Kind of like uh, Anton Yeltsin, but, you know, we have enough Russian heroes, I guess. Putin <laughs> being the greatest. All hail Putin. I didn't realize uh, Chadwick was as old as he was. Yeah, right? Like, so it was like, he's really that old? I thought he was like, you know, mid-30s. But no, dude was old as shit, jumping on a, he's out of planes and, and uh, running around in a cat suit. An mm-hmm. old man. Medium old man. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about (laughs) i think you covered it paul um i mean do we want to talk about i mean i'm trying to make sure this is accurate 
where I say it, but apparently Loretta Lynn uh, married Kid Rock. What? What? <laughs> what? 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 I'm trying to understand it. What? <laughs> I don't know. It may, may not be true. What? How old is Loretta Lynn? 88. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying what? to understand. I don't think he, they actually got married, but I'm just really confused about the f- all the uh, the news the sh- on this. <laughs> what? They jokingly eloped. Jokingly eloped. Apparently, oh, her son must have been getting, like, married, and he, and they, like, jokingly did it at the same time. I'm looking at the photos. Uh, Kid Rock is in some white overalls. He's wearing no shirt. Yeah, and like it that. looks like he's got, like... I don't know who is on the overalls, but I don't know who I don't the know fuck who's it is. on the overalls, but I can it see looks whose like... name is tattooed on his arm. It's Paul. Paul. <laughs> wow. Look, we go back. We it looks like Brad Pitt from um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, airbrushed onto these white overalls. And then Loretta <laughs> Lynn is... Loretta Lynn looks great. For an 88-year-old, she does. I was um I think she looks I great. I was not one hundred percent sure she was alive still. That's why I was like, what? What I'm I thought she died. Not one hundred percent sure. <laughs> That's true. She did that album with Jack White not too long ago. Oh, did she? Yeah. That's cool. I can't yeah, I can't tell what's on his overalls. It's, it's like a but it's some guy's face. I think it's Brad Pitt from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but kind of looks like that. <laughs> kind of looks like the like a or it could be like Brad Pitt. A, is I it mean, just uh, Kid Rock? Is it just him? That makes <laughs> probably more sense. Airbrush picture of himself on his on own me, overalls. I right mean, below. I kind of think that's the way. That's that's the style of the future. It's just <laughs> <laughs> wearing shirts with your face on them. <laughs> when I went to prom, this guy showed up. And a full white suit. And he had his baby's face. Big as shit. Airbrushed on the back of the, <laughs> of the tux. It's like the coolest shit I've ever seen in my life. That's kind of badass. Like, Alright, because he's also like 16. <laughs> yeah. His newborn baby just airbrushed. Uh, I mean, I did the powder blue tux. You my, did? the Oh, that's yeah. bold. That's uh, bold. How'd that go? <laughs> there were... There were three tuxedos that stood out at prom and I was one of them. Uh, the other one was a guy who had a, a, a solid like white tux. And the other one uh, was my friend Kevin who had like the penguin tails and the top hat. Oh, nice. But in a black, <laughs> <laughs> but in a, but in a black tux. Yeah. Uh, I had a more like, it was, it was a more traditional powder blue. It didn't have like, didn't have it, the frill. It wasn't like frilly or anything. It wasn't yeah. full. It wasn't full seventies. It was you know appropriate, but powder blue. I think my dad had that same tux. I'm pretty sure. I have his palm <laughs> picture. He's got the 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 frilly version of the powder blue yeah. frilly shirt. Palm. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have Speaking. to dig it out to show you, but I'm pretty sure it's the same one. Yeah, I, uh, I rocked my powder blue tux. I, I'm I'm not ashamed. <laughs> well, speaking of prom, school's back in session. Yes, it is. It is. Somewhat. Sort of. <laughs> sort of. We're, we're only sort of sending our children to... Uh... They sent them back to uh, my brother's school. He's, really? He works at a private school, but they're all 
I think it was this week. Um, this week when we're recording, not when we're releasing. But um, I thought that they were going to hold off till af- after Labor Day. But I've seen a lot of kids going back. Um, a lot of schools in the South start school mid-August. And yeah. They've, they've yeah. been back all month. Yeah, yeah well, um, I read a report that 9,000 kids in the South have contracted coronavirus after opening schools back up. I don't know what people expect. Kids suck and fuck each other all the time. <laughs> But it's just like, it's too many kids for an enclosed space, even if they're not, you know, sucking and fucking, you know. Yeah, it's just like, let's just put 2,000 horny people into the same small building. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's (laughs) the one, I I don't even know. I mean, like, it's not, coronavirus is less lethal to younger people, but that doesn't mean we should send, we should have thousands of more cases because we need to send our kids back to school that yeah. is absurd <clears throat> well anyway whatever besides the dire <laughs> state of this world yeah. and how uh we're all gonna die someday uh <laughs> usually this is kind of a cool time because you're back in school you know you get your new backpack uh you got your new sneakers fresh kicks for the year yeah. fresh kicks for the year <laughs> you got your new binder that you haven't mm-hmm. fucked up yet and dropped get that lisa frank shit Oh yeah. Yeah, you get your, oh, your trapper Frank. keeper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got your dividers nicely oh. written. You're still using your planner to write your homework. Your little transport um, book bag. Yeah. So <laughs> I think we're gonna try to do something a little bit different here where we're still gonna draw prompts, but we're gonna make a back to school movie. A a typical um genre movie of 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 school coming to age. Yeah, it doesn't have to be specifically back to school. It could be like the end of uh, the thing, but like a whole kind of thing should be school High school movie. Yeah, high school movie kind of thing. Yeah, I I think there's a few kind of stories that resonate in those movies. One one is the everyone trying to have the one big party before they leave, right? Or the The one night movie. The one night movie or the... You know, the main character is trying to get the girl before he leaves and, and to college and he can do it at the party. So like mm-hmm. American Pie and Can't Hardly Super Wait Bad and yeah. Super Bad and Dazed and Confused. Yeah. American Graffiti. Confused, yeah. And all yeah. those. And then I think there's also, you know, you can also go into the back to school, you know, changing schools, like going going from the fish out of water kind of thing. Going yeah. from one school to another or moving and and then having to deal with bullies and new yeah. friends and mean and girls, like mean that. girls, mean the girls. Sandlot, you yeah, know, Sandlot, yeah, 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 yeah. Sandlot is actually, you know, that's not a school, but that's it's more, like, more it summer is. time. It but is. like, yeah, it leads. It's it's that whole kind of feeling of like, because mm-hmm. he's moved from place to fish place to place, and he's fish out of water kind of deal. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, and I know it's a martial arts movie, and we talked about this a little bit in our Patreon thing, but um. You know, Karate Kid has a little bit of that too, where he yeah. he moves to a new place and is an outcast at school, yeah. and he decides to join you know karate to be cool or whatever. Yeah. And for whatever. sure, yeah, there's like, yeah, it's a little there's, bit there's, like yeah. that too. Heather's and Mean Girls are kind of the same movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I I have seen both. I, I remember liking Heather's a lot more. Yeah, yeah. but it's a way better uh, movie. But Mean Girls is still good. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't think I can convince my wife that Heather's is a better movie. She probably hasn't hasn't watched it. Really? Uh, I've only watched Mean Girls once, and there's like three times I laughed in it. And the only one I remember is where like the people go to the house and say something about like the dinosaurs being fake and like put there by somebody to something about the homosexual. I don't know. It was just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Christian stuff that uh, I mean <laughs> made me laugh, but Mean Girls. Other than that, I, I I don't know. Mean Girls is a better movie just because you get Christian Slater being like, "We gotta shoot the guy," you know, <laughs> <laughs> point the gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So I mean, there's also there's also like you know the typical shitty ones that are like you know the ugly girl gets her braces off kind yeah, of shit, yeah. which yeah, I have no interest in really talking about. Yeah, yeah, we don't need to talk about this. No. Probably <laughs> the, not. The only one that out of that genre that's worth talking about is not another team movie, um, because it pokes fun at all the other ones and actually yeah. is one of the better kind of team movies, uh, spoof, spoof like teen movie ones. Uh, and uh, you get to see uh, Captain America wearing uh, a whipped cream <laughs> bikini with yeah. a banana up his ass. It's Y'all gotta start somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I mean, that time in Hollywood, you know, after Jason Biggs <laughs> fucked that pie, if you yeah. wanted to be someone, you had to go to Hollywood and do something Stick some fruit, fruit in some places, man. <laughs> it's the only way to make it big. If you're not having sex with pastries yeah. or fruit, yeah. then you're not going anywhere in this town. I mean, town. that was like his like big break. <laughs> yeah. I remember listening to a podcast with Charlie Day, and he was saying that uh, when he was trying to make it big, he's like, oh, shit, I gotta like... You know, I gotta put my dick in like in an orange or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Charlie Day is hilarious. <laughs> I really hate those movies. I, those like not another team movie and scary movie and that yeah. stuff mainly because they they masquerade themselves as genre parodies, but they're not. They're just like a series of pop pop culture references yeah. that loosely combine together to be a story. Mm-hmm. And then people go, well, I hate genre parodies because they of, don't know good ones. You know, they know the this. shit ones. And it's like, yeah. okay, we well, haven't watched Blazing, any good genre Blazing Saddles. Blazing yeah. Saddles. Uh, you got Robin Hood Men in Tights. Fucking amazing, hilarious. Mel Brooks movies. Movie. <laughs> any Mel Brooks movies besides High Anxiety probably is a good thing to watch. I think High Anxiety is okay. It's all right, but it's yeah. not one of its it's not best the best ones. It's not the best. <laughs> yeah. I would even go a little further than that, where like I think that Mel Brooks makes you know some some good movies and and they're entertaining, but they are still just a lot of pop culture references strung together into a better story mm-hmm. than let's say epic <laughs> movie or whatever. I'm talking about like you know Edgar Wright, yeah. like Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead, Hot yeah. Fuzz. Those are solid genre parodies that are actually good movies that do that are actually insightful about genre conventions not i almost feel like those are like like an homage though yeah you know what i mean i think that they're they're what a genre parody should be because it's like if you're so if you're making a parody of a genre you're taking the conventions of that making fun of it versus like scream is a genre parody and it's a really good one and i don't know where scream i'm not like you know scream Three, four, five, whatever. One, yeah. I'm not talking yeah. about that. The but first the first one. one is a solid genre parody that breaks down the conventions. It's doing it intentionally on the, on yeah. the screen, breaking them down and making fun of them and, and 
Tropic Thunder is a yeah. great genre. Yeah, 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 yeah. And all, all these things. But then you get the other ones where they're just recreating movie scenes with a banana of Chris Evans' yeah. ass. And it's just not, it's not as entertaining to me. Yeah. But, but like, you, you, I can see, like, you know, uh, the Naked Gun movies, uh, Hot Shots, stuff like that mm-hmm. is a little bit closer to that not another teen movie, but it still stays on that line of, like, Airplane and the Mel Brooks side. You know, it doesn't quite cross the line and become, you know, just, like, stupid throwaway jokes here and there. It yeah. actually kind of, like, it, it examines some of the movies that it's parodying and, like, does it well. Like, Loaded Weapon, you know, some of those mm-hmm. uh, early Estevez Sheen yeah. parody kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Sheen of <laughs> yeah. Kind of what you're saying, yeah. uh, Chad, like, a lot of those parody, uh, not another teen movie, not another disaster movie. Yeah. There's a ton of them in that time period, but they're really kind of, uh, they were memes, yeah. you know, before memes were like a thing on social yeah. media. It's just like, oh, you know this just, thing? Yeah. And Cash the joke. grab meme movies. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. Kind of but the are. joke is just, the, the yeah. joke is on knowing the joke. It's, hey, do it's you just, remember? Oh yeah, I remember. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, and I, and, like Star Wars memes. I yeah. love them, but they're fucking stupid. Yeah. But, yeah. I can't help yeah. but laugh anytime anyone says hello there. <laughs> but I make I'm laughing not at that. I'm laughing at the people who have made jokes yeah. about Obi-Wan saying hello there. And then mm-hmm. people making fun of that joke and that you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, and and that's why like while I I definitely I love Robin Men Tights, I'm not the biggest, even the biggest Mel Brooks fan because I think some of that comedy is a little lazy. But that's just my opinion. Maybe it gets lazier <laughs> the older you get. But when you're a kid, Spaceballs was the shit. And I, I love, love it. That movie. Yeah, you're an anti-Semite. <laughs> <laughs> Spaceballs is one of the the lazier Mel Brooks movies. Yeah, to me. Space, it is. Spaceballs it is. is lazy. Yes, very lazy. I think there's a threshold of, is like perfect. Yeah. yeah, Blazing Saddles, I I like yeah. a lot. Yeah, he's got to go back and get a shitload of dimes. It's like the <laughs> that's best line my ever. favorite fucking quote of that movie. <laughs> Every time he says it, I die because fucking Slim Pickens saying that he's just like, it's so like matter of fact is God damn it. Somebody has got to go back and get a shitload of dimes. So funny. And then uh, uh, Gene Wilder is like, you know, these people are the, the people of the earth. You know, the old, the new West, you know, morons. <laughs> And I love oh. Mel Brooks in that, like him being the governor is the funniest. Oh, he's it's, so funny. It's, he's oh, the executioner. Yeah, who's like from medieval times. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I can't fit another one until Tuesday. <laughs> oh. All right, I think we should probably uh, start an episode here. Steer ourselves back <laughs> to yeah. uh, to schools. Our, um, <laughs> schools. <laughs> back to school movies. Yeah, I wish Mel Brooks at a school. Yeah, right. School parody. That yeah. would have been good. I don't know. That would have been um, a better segue. So, <laughs> it's not too late. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we properly introduced ourselves. For those of you who do not know, <laughs> I'm Chad. I am looking at Sam and Paul over the internet. And this is Script Prompt 2, bi-weekly podcast where we improvise and brainstorm film and television script ideas based on random creative prompts gonna go ahead and roll the die and we're gonna draw that number of prompts and um you know for this episode we've pre-drawn 
back to school movie. Anything else we get is going to add on to that for our script idea. All right, we're going to roll. Two. Two prompts. All right. All right. Our first prompt is a mockumentary. Oh, okay. Then that All actually right. works. Right. That actually works. And then our second prompt is... Um, there is a character that is a traveling salesman. Okay. Traveling right. salesman, mockumentary. Mockumentary. Something to do with school. Back to school movie. Right. So, Willie Loman. He's <laughs> got two boys. <laughs> I mean, I know you're joking, but I think uh, I think you could do a little... Uh, Death of the Salesman? Death of the Salesman is like a school play at the end of the year type of thing. Oh, that could, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're so on like, to something there. There you go. Uh, and I don't know how that plays into the rest. Of oh the my god, can like, we make it like a mockumentary one take of like Birdman, where it's like uh, you're following around kids during the school day to the beginning yeah. of this fucking play of Death of a Salesman at the end of the year. Like a weird. Well, I think it's like theater club. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's a you know they you're watching the making of this school production of death of the salesman mm-hmm. and this documentary that they put together. And it starts, you know, at the beginning of the school year of them, like, you know, starting to get into drama or whatever, okay. and then goes through the course of up until the night. I think it could be kind of like a, you know, best. Yeah. That's what I was kind whatever. of thinking. Uh, Waiting for Guffman or. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where you're final tap kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, everything's leading up into this big performance of their opening night of the Death of a Salesman um, play, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Something goes goes wrong. Maybe. I can kind of see that. Like you, really you sure. follow uh, yeah. a couple set of kids, you know, at mm-hmm. the audition process, and then certain things that happen along the way throughout the school year, and just kind of follow them. Mm-hmm. Um, as they get to like opening night, you know, and you can like, and I'd have to add some drama. brush up on my uh, my death of a salesman I, a little bit. I was just gonna say that too. Probably create some <laughs> some parallels there well, like, between isn't it some of the story arcs? Right? Isn't I it the salesman it. comes home with uh, he has like two boys? Yeah, Biff right? and Happy. Okay, yeah, let's go through it real quick, um, just for people who need brushing up. I read it back in high school and yeah. again in college, and I don't think. I've actually never seen it performed, and it's always been something I've always wanted to see. There's a movie, right, with John Malkovich, I think. Yeah, there is, and I have not watched it either. I read it in probably eighth or ninth grade in high school, and I have not read it since. (laughs) So, (laughs) where are we at, like 20 years? Yeah, but apparently it's a classic that uh, a lot of people know. I remember reading it. I loved it, but let's brush up on it real quick. Yeah. I remember the big you. points, but none of the. Well, um, do 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 either of you have ideas that you want to talk about too? Because I don't want to. I like this. <clears throat> yeah, I like I with good. the mockumentary in there. I think that following the kids over the course of a school year, leading up to a play, um, kind of doing it in that best in show kind of style. I think that yeah. works perfectly mm. all together. I think this is like a solid. Uh, I. Th- I think we just got to decide on tone if we yeah. want to go like um, 
kind of I you guess, want to do like dry like how those guys normally do you know well, i was like, saying like uh, i mean on the other side of things you could do um an actual real oh thing. follow actual kids well not even that but just like just do it more about emotions and people and oh, okay. nothing really crazy happens like we were kind of talking during our bonus yeah. piece mm-hmm. where we kind of talk about more of a link later style yeah here it is you could do that um you could also do um, like a best in show, Spinal Tap, uh, Chris Guest kind of style thing, mm-hmm. or you could, or you could do big like Heather's, where yeah. like they're plotting to kill each other for roles, <laughs> and yeah. just mm-hmm. make it like. And I think it'd be cool maybe to examine the plot and see if we can maybe mirror some of yeah, the like salesman with what you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. Have that duality. Maybe yeah. we can like ramp it up, start off a little bit, best in show, but then yeah, when we that get to work. opening nights, it's it's Heather's where it's like shit's exploding and people yeah. are dying. Yeah. Okay, I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Birdman no, kind of does that too. Sense. Yeah. You know where you 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 learn the characters. I mean, it's not very dry, but yeah, you kind of it goes and then it kind of ramps up. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to completely kind of do it, but. Um, how like District Nine kind of like starts off where it's like, okay, we're doing like this like, you know, little informative thing about the aliens, and then oh shit, now we're just following this guy who's turning into a fucking alien. You know, mm-hmm. kind of like mockumentary switch into just you know, breaking the walls completely down and and you know disappearing them in a way where you don't know is this documentary or is this like actually happening is this outside of the original crew kind of a thing i mean what if and this is probably stupid but just putting it out there if if, if our character the who's playing willie loman just like goes all like super method over the course of it. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, yeah. He just becomes like an like, old man. He just becomes a 63 year old uh, <laughs> uh salesman. Yeah. Um, what I was just, I was going to say is mockumentary. I think when a lot of times people hear that, they think, you know, comedy. And I think that it is oftentimes a comedy, but not always mockumentary just means it's a fake documentary. I'm not saying we shouldn't have comedy involved. And I think if we're talking about, you know, taking this idea of kids in a play and escalating it up to like, you know, conspiracy and murder and all that other stuff, it will tend to go kind of in a comedic way. But just, I don't think it needs to be like, you know, what we do in the shadows, laugh out loud, Mm -hmm. hilarious about it. Mm -hmm. I think there are mockumentaries that are completely serious. They're just not about real things. Do you have the kind of brief overview of what Death of a Salesman is, Sam? You know, walk us through that real quick. Well, um, I remember the basics. I'm trying to find uh, a quick thing I can read here that isn't Wikipedia. Wikipedia actually does a deep dive. Yeah, it's like it's like ten <laughs> it, paragraphs. It, oh, it's almost much. as long as the play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some bullet points. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's been so long since I've uh, seen it or read it. I think, um, we, I think we read it and then we watched the movie. It's been a long time since middle school. <laughs> I can't find anything short. Um, 
So Willie Loman is uh, a 60 year old salesman. Um, you know, he's kind of tired, old, delusional guy. He's got a wife named Linda. He's got a son, Biff, who was working out west and was the high school quarterback or whatever and was going to be successful. I remember a big thing was like Biff wanted to play catch with him when yeah. he came home. I remember that being a big thing. Well, because he, you know, he's having like flashbacks and stuff throughout, yeah. right? And it's a lot of <clears throat> him reflecting on his life. Okay. So we can kind of almost do that with the flashbacks of these kids. So maybe this is like their senior um, senior year. This is the last play they're going to do. And so maybe there's flashbacks to other plays and other awkward high school moments that happened, you know, yeah. their junior and freshman and sophomore years um, that we keep flashing back to that kind of inform how people got chosen for roles and the the histories of different friend mm-hmm. groups and stuff like that. Maybe we can play into that. Um, I'm just I'm just gonna read this real quick. Yeah. I think the time we just read it, it'll help us, and then we can act like we actually know stuff. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I agree. All right. This goes on for a while. <laughs> it never ends. I think basically um, they're all assholes. <laughs> like the he's a shit dad. He's a shit salesman. The wife is like, don't be a shit to your kids, and. Um, the whole time he's trying to mask that he's a shit salesman and having an affair having an shit. affair and his buddies are doing better than him even though he's shit talking them and wants to do better than them. Well, I think like they're all worried about glory and being something. Yeah. yeah. So it ends with Willie like killing himself, right? Yeah. yeah. And so they can get the money to start the thing. Okay. Get the money, start the thing. Who's moving to Alaska? Is that one of the kids? That was his brother. His brother. That was his brother. In the past, okay. he didn't go with him. Oh, okay. Oh, that was a past. All right. Okay. Here's what. Uh, Willie is, uh, is old and crazy. Biff hasn't done anything with his life. Willie's daydreaming about affairs. Biff and Happy come home. They have dinner with him. They abandon him. Linda gets mad. Willie eventually realizes his sons truly love him and decides to kill himself so Biff can get the insurance money. In the end, Linda is still in denial about her husband's troubles. Biff wants to be a better man and Happy just wants to be like his dad. Okay, so it's about a dude and a family basically uh, trying to think up and, and dream of a better life, never fulfilling that better life, and then eventually... It all goes to shit, and the dad salesman guy uh, kills himself. And one of them's like, oh no. And the other one's like, I want to be just like my dad. I think that's very simple, but yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I kind of think that, you know, you know, based on how Death of a Salesman kind of deals with this switching back and forth between reality and what's going on in his head illusion part. I kind of think that maybe we could play into that with the main, the character who's playing Willie Loman in the play. And maybe he, maybe we go back to that blurring the line of, of him, you know, becoming that character and like the way that he talks is, you know, he's supposed to be talking about, you know, his real life, but he's 
you know, talking about things that aren't really there or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, like, I mean, the stakes got to be high for this play, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know how you guys feel about, you know, kind of opening up, introducing characters and then kind of have it getting bigger and bigger, you know, to like opening night. Yeah. Where like things are going crazy. We have some Heathers type dark violence. Yeah. So maybe like that kind of um, suspension of disbelief kind of alternate reality stuff could be like all these actors at this high school play think it's like some big thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay. So it sounds like we need, if we don't want to like switch up any of the sons for women, uh, then we're going to need like four dudes and a lady. So is this going to be about the four dudes being friends and their journey slash past through school or is this going to be i mean i think you could also have other characters there like the director yeah yeah you know the the prop person the set designer you know have crew in there Mm -hmm. what if the main character isn't even in the play but is like a yeah understudy or something and wants to be in the play. Yeah. Oh, so and he imagines himself like in the role with some of the rehearsal stuff. Yeah. Okay. He's like making and then so he makes this elaborate plan to get that role. <laughs> to get into and, the to get into the, the lead to be role really woman, even though he wasn't okay. and there's and there's some parallels there, I guess. <clears throat> okay. Automatically. Yeah. Just by like, yeah. like him you know. thinking he can do better, like uh, how yeah. Willie and his brother or whoever that other guy was that had the store. Yeah, so Willie in the play, you know, wants to be his brother, yeah. wants to be Charlie, wants all that stuff, but he's not, mm-hmm. and um, and he's really bad at it. So we have this understudy character who's just yeah. the entire time uh, <clears throat> thinking that he's more than what he is. Okay, okay. I like it. Yeah, maybe the maybe it should end, and we don't like it's in his alternate reality. It's how it ends, mm-hmm. and he like kills it. But then like we see reality, and it's like you know, yeah. There's like oh, you know, bodies it, everywhere and stuff. If we switched out one of the the sons for like uh like a woman, like in like they're doing a little twist on it where like it's one son and sure. one girl, and then like. When he actually gets to be in the play, there's weird sexual tension with him and his son, and it's not supposed to be in the play. Slays <laughs> in and kisses her. Yeah, it's just it's like it builds up like behind the scenes in like the yeah. movie, right? But then when we finally get on stage, like they kiss, and then everyone's like, "What the? F- why the fuck is he kissing his son? This isn't in the play." <laughs> yeah, I'm like they're both method. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Like the girl is trying to like piss standing up and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think it would help us to, you know, try to, I don't know if we can try to break this down in a, what, in a story way. Yeah. I think we got a good foundation. Um, yeah. If we have this character who is the understudy for Willie Loman, and I would say that Willie Loman. The Willie Loman um, actual actor who's playing him is this, you know, big shot senior, right? Mm-hmm. And our character is maybe, yeah. yeah, and our character is maybe, you know, a freshman or a or a sophomore or something like that who's, 
you know, lower. Well, maybe he's just like a, a guy that just like isn't quite as handsome and big and strapping, right? Like, so you're thinking, mm-hmm. you know, the the thespian is also like a quarterback, right? Like for the football team, so he's yeah. ultra manly fits in this role and also is a good actor. But then you got this kind of a shrimpy smaller dude who's like, he has the heart, but not the skill. And you Mm -hmm. kind of play off of that a little bit more. Right. And it's just like, not good. Yeah. Yeah. Like definitely in the beginning (laughs) when like we flash back to some of the, like the, the rehearsal stuff or like the, um, uh, you, you you know you get some of those like of him just being complete shit. But then as the movie goes on, he practices and get a little gets a little bit better. But um, he he's always kind of like this guy is like complete shit. Even though he's like he'll be like a named actor that everyone will know, and the guy that we're rooting for is just just like this nobody kind of a kind of a kid. You know, it almost like Rudy. But with death of a salesman, (laughs) (laughs) I kind of like the idea of it starting with them announcing the cast. Mm -hmm. Like it's like a there you're in the auditorium and the you know drama teacher (laughs) director is announcing the cast and and they're telling everyone who's in it and that maybe we get some insight into their feelings about the role. We get to see some footage of their audition of some other things, you know, that kind of inform why they were chosen. Yeah. I, I, and then, sorry, go ahead. I kind of like the, uh, you know, the theater teacher or whatever, mm-hmm. just being like a big hippie. Yeah. Who's just mm-hmm. has no idea what's going on. I think that's <laughs> the only way that all this crazy shit could happen. Yeah. If like that teacher just completely checked out, you know, not paying attention at all. Just kind of let shits happen. And, and like, what do you? That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Well, Chad, you were uh, you were a theater kid, right? <laughs> so uh, I mean, I, I'm kind of looking Briefly. to you as the lead on like what theater culture for high school is like. You know, for some of this. Oh, I don't. It's stupid. <laughs> everyone is uh, like everyone in drama in high school is like talking about each other behind each other's backs. It's all like cat fighty, mm-hmm. like uh it's drama nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's literally there's too much drama in drama. And <laughs> it's really frustrating when all you're really there is because you you know, there was this girl that you liked and, uh, <laughs> she was in the play. Yeah. And, and and what do you do? Yeah. Right? <laughs> because that could be funny if like the guy who's really good, who's Willie Loman, is just there to impress some girl. Yeah. And uh, he just happens to be very yeah. good at it. <laughs> he just happens to be like just, pro actor. He's just naturally a very good yeah. actor and he's just you know, like that might raise the stakes for, you know, uh the character who really wants it. Yeah, but oh my god, he should be like a sociopath. He can't even like act because he he, doesn't understand. (laughs) I really want him. (laughs) I want him to be like, uh, like Keanu Reeves and Bill and Ted, like when he's not acting, but then like when he's acting, he's like fucking like um, Daniel Day Lewis, where he's like super eloquent and beautiful. (laughs) But then like he stops, he's like, what? (laughs) 
Well, <laughs> it could be funny if he responds to like the worst direction. Like yeah. if it's like uh, I'm almost feeling like um, you know, like Rugrats. Mm-hmm. Like Angelica would be like the director of the show, like a yeah, real bossy yeah. kind of character, mm-hmm. and she could be like, mm-hmm. you know, I need you to and give some shit direction, you know, like be more, be more angry. <laughs> and then he just like knocks it out of the park. You know? Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Like, All okay. Right. No problem. <laughs> yeah. Oh, angry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could do that. <laughs> I like that. I think that would be funny as shit. And that just makes the guy who's jealous even more mad. Like, it's more infuriating that he's like just not even trying and he can just be like, oh, yeah, I know exactly. And then just like, I drink your milkshake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I drink it up. <laughs> so maybe a you know, character. Death of a salesman words, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe a character who's jealous should be like a method. Yeah. Serious, pretentious, unlikable person, you know? Yeah. Like, it's, I think that makes it's sense. just eating like ice cream to gain weight. And- <laughs> <laughs> he like shaves himself bald. <laughs> yeah, just like in the middle, like up top, you know? Yeah. Starts doing his dad's clothes. Mm. Shaves it and then and does the comb over kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing it all as the understudy for Willie Loman. <laughs> He's not even the actual character. He's trying to like sell stuff, but do it bad. Yeah. You know? But people are like, yeah, I'll buy it. And he's like, no. Don't buy it, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I really think that that is his arc is just from being disappointed about not getting the role going like straight, you know, into just becoming Willie Loman. And then he has to do something that's like super self-destructive <laughs> at the end so that he for some sort of recognition that he he's not going to get, yeah. you know? I mean, you could go really dark. <laughs> uh, that's where my mind goes, to just take it all the way to 11. But I don't know if we want to do that. <laughs> I don't know Let's either. go king of comedy. It depends on like where, where is 11. <laughs> I was thinking like crazy, just like he ends up killing everybody and it's all in his head. Oh, so like the murders are in his head? No, like or... he actually kills them. Oh, he actually kills them. But oh, like, okay. you know, I, I kind of see <laughs> like a scene where he's performing to this audience and being beloved. But then it's just like a like a boombox with a soundtrack of uh, audience of like clapping. But then like but that, it's just, just dead people in the audience. Just his head. Yeah. Just well, his head. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. And then like maybe like, you know, you cut to reality and it's or maybe they're not dead. I don't know how realistic it would be for this guy to kill a bunch of people, but maybe they're all tied up in the chairs. Yeah. Like, mm, mm. But like you hear the audience like he. Like he does a scene and then runs over and hits the play button on a little boombox and it's like cheering and shit like that. Yeah. Um, but then you like you cut to the audience and they're all just like duct taped to fucking seats. <laughs> like forced and, and to watch him. This is all him. being f- a bomb strapped on, to him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This is all being filmed on one of the parents' handy cams <laughs> yeah. in the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or just the crew keeps going. I mean, you yeah. can't stop. You can't stop recording. You know. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to be able to subdue everybody without some help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe he's got like a somebody who buys into his. Well, he's, so he's talking about yeah, like if he's yeah. talking about how great he is and he believes that he's the greatest actor ever, he probably has someone else who is his buddy and eats it up. Well, you know what's one of the tropes of like high school movies is like 
the main character has an opposite sex best friend who yeah. they don't know is actually the one that they really <laughs> love. So we can have yeah. like, um, so that weird Just moment like where this. he kisses his daughter in the play, that could be his best friend. And like, he realizes it during the show. Right. So, but the, the whole time they're, they're just buddies the whole time. I and mean, he's like fawning after um, whoever plays the wife of the show when he really uh, wants the daughter yeah. of the show, you know? I was thinking his, his, uh, his, the girl that he's actually into could be like the stage manager or something like oh, that. Oh, so like behind the scenes kind of a thing? Yeah. I think okay. we can also spread some of this stuff out to the other characters. Yeah. It's yeah. not so much about this one person. Yeah. We could do that too. Yeah. I think often with these type of, they're more ensemble yeah. type things. It's got like eight people or something like that that are kind of like the main focus yeah. of it. Yeah. Like this dude's the anti-hero. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I dig it. All right. This got some legs. Yeah. This got some legs. <laughs> so he ties everything, everyone up at the end and, and does like a one-man show for himself. I think, I mean, you could get really macabre and, like, have him, like, you know, like, do the, like, you know, the huff stuff. Pass him, like, he's probably got to really mess up the guy who's originally playing Willie Lemon. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, he's not here, so I got to do it. You know, the guy disappears, right? He doesn't show mm-hmm. up for the thing. So they, they, call, they, they bring in the understudy, and he's, you know, very subpar at it. it but, you know, he's trying. And then someone finds the main actor like tie it up in the closet right <laughs> yeah. so he 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 took him out and then is there something like and i don't i don't know i don't know if i want to bring guns into a school because yeah. like that's a yeah a, a topic right now but what do you think does he do something where he has this looming threat over the crowd that he like is just like let me finish or else i'm gonna do this right? i think that's the only way it works so, like, he doesn't actually do anything, but he, like, the whole time he's up there, he has, like, and the only thing I can think of is he has a gun and he's doing it. But I just don't, I don't know if a gun's necessary for that. But you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. he's holding, uh-huh. he's holding the audience, the rest of the cast, the crew, everyone hostage so that he can yeah. deliver the rest of his, mm-hmm. of his, uh, yeah. of his. Um, maybe he puts, like, a fake bomb on the guy's chest and he has, like, a little clicker remote but it doesn't actually work. It's fake. It doesn't like actually blow him up. But everyone's like, "Oh shit!" He has a bomb strapped to this dude's chest. Maybe yeah. that's like a thing. So he like do his line. His hand goes up with the thing, and he drops the remote on the ground. And everyone's like, "Oh shit!" He's gonna blow him up. <laughs> but it doesn't hit the button. And he picks it up and then continues his like his monologue and shit. Yeah, just a bunch of graffiti goes. <laughs> I think this is probably probably the main thing we need to decide for this because like. I think there's there's got to be the stakes, yeah, right. Like you were saying, Chad, like bringing a gun or that kind of violence into school feels a little weird. Mm-hmm. I think, especially in today's climate. I also just watched Joker recently for the first time. Yeah, and I was just I felt weird about it the whole time because I was just like, this this feels like pointless mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, like it's just kind of violence to do violence, and it wasn't it wasn't really saying anything profound. It was a more violent, less uh. Less nuanced King of Comedy. Yeah. And I, I thought King of Comedy was a much better movie. And Taxi Driver. I didn't. I, yeah. It was a I mean, Taxi Driver is probably more violent, but. Yeah. It had a lot more going for it in the. Uh, 
you know, subtlety department. I think this guy's got to lose his mind. But yeah, I think him just being violent is a bit distracting. Yeah, I'm just wondering how can he hold everyone hostage without like without the threat of violence? <laughs> and I don't know what that is. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked about possibly having this fantasy of but but where does the fantasy fit into to a mockumentary format, right? Mm. Unless so the fantasy to me like this, this disconnect between reality and not in a mockumentary format is he's in an interview format, but the footage, the the B-roll of it is contrary to what he's saying, yeah. right? So like they find him and he starts going into this, you know, story about how he he and this is after the fact, I guess, at this point, and how he was able to finish the play and everyone realized how amazing of an actor he was and stuff like that. And he's going on about it. And then they start showing back that footage of him being like tackled by <laughs> his security and like Yeah. <laughs> now I think like you could gradually you know. ramp up so you have mockumentary standard footage, right? Shaky camera angles, you know. Um, if it ramps up to be more cinematic, yeah, when like it's that his super produced kind of like yeah. documentary style of stuff now, where it's like it's super dramatic, really good yeah. lighting. They're using a fucking like um, a, a red fucking camera with like yeah. beautiful bokeh and shit like that, and it just like looks amazing, like cinematically the most beautiful Roger Deakins shot, you know, yeah, <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. Like what if you kind of, you know, you're, you're doing the mockumentary look and then it gradually creeps up to being like super beautiful, cinematic music's piping in. Yeah. You know? And then, I mean like Birdman kind of did that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like when he's on stage and he's doing something that like he thinks is good, like the violins kind of soar yeah. and then it'll cut. And then it's back to reality. Yeah. Maybe mm -hmm. like steal that. I was also yeah. thinking about the ways that he could keep people hostage if we didn't want to introduce like gun, bomb, exploding violence. Mm -hmm. As if he's just like a crazy liar. Um, I thought of this just because it happens when I was in high school. <laughs> um, <laughs> we were doing a like winter concert and a tile fell. <laughs> And broke like a drop ceiling tile, yeah. Fell and broke, and they're like, Those are full of asbestos. <laughs> so, what if he's just like, We've had tiles in the lobby fall, you cannot leave, there's asbestos out there, or something? And he's just like making up crazy things, yeah. And then he's like, Oh, we have a flood, and he's like trying to break pipes, so like, like no he's one can been leave. setting these traps, <laughs> <laughs> like he's just doing like mass destruction, maybe, yeah. but not like injuring anyone, but he's like. Enough to keep people in one like spot. destroying the building. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> like, if it's... He, like, actually, like, chained off the yeah, doors outside yeah. so people can't Bring, bringing, get out. Bringing the whole fucking house down, but, like, yeah. non-violently. Like, just, like, trapping them with yeah. these threats like, that are, like, mm -hmm. uh, an inconvenience, kind of. <laughs> yeah, like, maybe he lets animals into the school, and he's like, they're rabid. Yeah, like he just like throws a couple like rattlesnakes yeah. down the down down the hallways yeah. as he's walking to the theater. Yeah, <laughs> just like just mayhem, you know. Yeah, but that's a little bit more fun. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. people dying. 
It's it's a little bit more uh, Rushmore than it is yeah. like, King of Comedy or Joker. Even. Yeah, like the worst <laughs> yeah, thing yeah. anyone does is cut somebody's brakes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty bad. But. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kind of wanted to play into this uh, Willie Loman killing himself with his car thing, right? And how you would do that for a high school play. And if it was like him in a little like uh, toy, you know, uh, big wheel type thing <laughs> <laughs> with like or like a little cart with like a cardboard car on the outside and you know what <laughs> yeah what that looks like and what could we do with that uh to have that kind of um you know be the end of of his story right <laughs> what if it's just like a cardboard car that he's in and they just push it off the stage <laughs> just like face plants <laughs> yeah like you could even That's do the cinematic thing where it's like this nice card and like takes off the stage. Do the slow motion. Yeah, slow you motion. You can do that like Thelma and Everybody. Louise where it's like yeah, they, it looks like they went off a ramp and there's like dust sparkling in the <laughs> lights. <laughs> yeah, and he's like taking off, you know, the music story and he thinks he's doing great, and then you cut and it's just like a dude in a box falling off the stage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the sprinklers are already going off because somebody lit a fire somewhere in the school. Everyone's People like trying to out. get out. No one's paying attention. <laughs> yeah. They're running through like these. Uh, it's like slow motion. People running out of the the auditorium, but there's tiles that are timed to come off. And yeah. So there's a, a asbestos like white puffs coming up from the ground, yeah. and then people are jumping over rattlesnakes, and there's pipes coming out of the wall with water, and it's yeah. just like. <laughs> Yeah, like maybe his friend is like throwing smoke bombs, <laughs> gets caught and tackled. <laughs> and it's all just like this slow, sad violin music as he just pff, face plants on the ground. Yeah, and like, <laughs> yeah, he gets up and he looks at it and we see what actually happened. And I guess it probably just ends there, right? <laughs> I kind of think the build up and then this kind of really lame crash that happens after it. So there's all this build up and then it's just like, <laughs> and like the cardboard car falls apart yeah. and he's just like laying there and that's kind of the end then he's done right he he's just kind of laying, laying well, on the yeah he can and, sit there yeah. and he's got to take in his, you know like willie loman right yeah yeah you know he's got these fantasies and then when he he looks he he sees that uh you know he just reflects upon his legacy as he's laying there on the ground <laughs> yeah his 17 year old <laughs> legacy yeah so I, I do think that he, you know, he definitely ties up the, or does something to, you know, kidnap the actor so that he can get yeah. in, right? So he's tied up in a closet. Uh -huh. And maybe he doesn't, so I was kind of thinking, you know, that would that was going to be, you know, top of the, the second act where he, you know, gets into the play, starts doing it. And then, you know, it's revealed that he tied the guy up. And they're trying to stop him from performing, but maybe they don't realize that right away. Maybe he's just so horrible at it that he's, you know, people are trying to leave and, and booing, but like, then like he's starting some other things to keep them in place. Yeah. I think like, you know, he's got his, his henchmen. He's, he's yeah, he has telling people. they have intermission. So he, maybe he's doing some stuff during intermission. Yeah. I think his crew needs, I mean, would really be the, stage management team the the tech crew yeah. right who are helping put on the show but are also like 
they're under his employees, so he has them going around and, and kind of sabotaging other yeah. stuff to make it work for him. I like just having one like troll kind of henchman, you know, <laughs> one that just is like completely okay. out of their mind and does anything that you know maybe they're in love with him or something or or eats up his bullshit, his self important yeah. bullshit. You know, he's got to just be like that crazy kind of guy, you know, kind of like um. Almost like the the janitor in the Breakfast Club, where he's just like he's down for whatever because he doesn't give a shit anymore. You know, he's just like, <laughs> you want set fires? Or yeah, yeah, we'll we'll set fires. <laughs> or he's like a, a senior, you know, who got held, held back, back a couple yeah, years, for sure. and he's like an alcoholic <laughs> in high school, and yeah, like cool. <laughs> he's just a real like low life. And you know, they strike a deal where like he gets some. Something. I don't know, it gives him money for booze. Yeah, some, some kind of know. deal where, you know. And he's just kind of like, yeah. I just want to watch the Yeah, world he's burn. into Great. just mayhem. Uh, yeah. Maybe there's two. Like, there's the, the, the burnout, old, like, 20-year-old still in high school or whatever. And then mm-hmm. there's also maybe someone really young. Yeah. And impressionable. Mm-hmm. Kind of like And then that, that gives him more firepower. Yeah. All the shit's going down to keep people watching him. <laughs> And they're like locking people in this room, and then it just all goes to shit. Okay, <laughs> that makes sense. I think <laughs> I dig it. <laughs> all right, who were our characters? We got like you know eight, yeah, <laughs> something like that. So we got Willie Loman, yeah, um, the main actor who is Keanu Reeves ish. He's he's just there. <laughs> he's there to um, impress a girl. Mm-hmm. It just happened to be a very good actor. Yeah. Um, we have her, who I guess would maybe be Linda. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think it would have to be Linda. Okay. And then we have uh, Biff and Happy. Okay. We haven't really kind of, we don't really have any plot there, but I think we could add some stuff in. Yeah. They'll pop up every now and then as part of the documentary thing. Yeah. Um, but then they'll kind of fade into the background a little bit. Um, maybe, think maybe, it, um, think of them as like a Rosencrantz and Guildenstern where they're, yeah. they're, they're just kind of, they pop up and do some weird, funny shit, <laughs> kind of like disappear. <laughs> yeah. And then I think just for this exercise, uh, we have, yeah, I don't think we need the other characters mm-hmm. cast, but, uh, we have, um, Probably the director of the play. Mm-hmm. He's he's a bit bossy and kind of overbearing, um, and probably the main antagonist to our character. Okay. Um, we have the teacher who's just a burnout, has no idea what's going on. We have the two henchmen. We got a uh, an older dude and a younger person. That's probably enough, right? Okay. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that should be good. All right, all right. Let's uh, pull out our computers and look at young actors. <laughs> 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 Who any of them Let are. me open up my incognito browser. <laughs> Definitely. And look up young actors. Young, sexy actors. <laughs> sexy 16-year-old boys. All right. Um, what do you guys think about um, Lucas Hedges for our antag- like, anti-hero? Lucas Hedges, who's that? He was in Manchester by the Sea. Um, he's the kid in that. Um, he was also in mid-90s as the 
asshole older brother. He's in a lot of stuff. This he is this is our our main character, the guy that we're following, or yeah, like a nut, like the guy who is the understudy, traps everybody in there. Okay, okay. I haven't seen um, Lady Bird, but yeah, he's um, in Lady Bird. I think I can get on board with this. He he, yeah, he might be pushing that age limit a little bit. At least twenty three, four, three. Yeah, he usually plays a nice person, take. but I think that that could work well for this. Mm-hmm. What about what about the main uh, the guy who plays number five from the Umbrella Academy? His Aid- name is Aiden, Aiden Gallagher. Oh yeah, he looks kind of weird. Yeah, like he can play kind oh, of oh yeah like a switches to a nut, and he's only like sixteen, so I think he's like I perfect like it. age for that. I like it. Yeah, yeah. let's do him. I don't even know what a young actor is anymore. I like looked on IMDb and it's like showing me people that were born in the sixties. <laughs> Just like it's a, I'm not sure a fifty year old is a young actor. Old Link. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know a lot of super. Yeah, young I don't actors. keep up with a lot of those like young actors except for when they pop up in. You Let's know, just older. do like early twenties. Okay. Because then we can actually do it. Well, I think like Aiden kind of works for that yeah. one main role, and then we can kind of surround him with whatever kind of uh what about uh, um 20 yeah what about like timothy chalamet for like the the guy who's the good actor who doesn't want to be there okay that's cool i've heard that guy isn't he in the new dune movie he is yeah okay that's what i heard from him he's um, in a lot of stuff so there is <laughs> he a, also apparently gave all of nyu chl- chlamydia oh yeah. It sounds like a guy. A fun fact on his last IMD name page. Chalamet would do. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's a um, there's a transgender. Um, I guess she goes by Lady. Um, from the show Euphoria on HBO. Euphoria. I've never seen it. Euphoria. Her name. Hunter is- Schaefer. And I think that could work as one of the other actors um like a transgendered person fighting for that role to be one of the sons but playing it as you know a woman okay i think that could be a cool kind of like thing to throw in there and she's great in euphoria euphoria um okay it's an awesome show if you haven't checked it out that sounds good and then who should be linda linda just go with zendaya <laughs> zendaya <laughs> Let's keep it in Euphoria. Yeah. Just oh, what about like uh Maud Apatow? She's in Euphoria. I could see Maud being a good um hench person. Hench oh, woman. Yeah, I could see that too. What's um Ethan Hawk and Uma Thurman's daughter? Yeah. What's I was also name? just gonna say uh Maud Apatow looks like an exact half of her parents. Yeah. <laughs> and uh uh Maya Hawk also looks like Maya. an exact cut of both her parents too it's yeah like almost crazy i think i mean that's how it works <laughs> I, that's exactly how it works and i've seen them like say this in interviews where it's like that's that's how it works for everyone i think it's just like a little bit more noticeable for her because their parents are so like iconic you know yeah. that where you just like oh i definitely see both halves of them because i've been seeing them on screen for 20 or 30 years and i know what their faces look like you know Mm. Yeah, and also like you don't become a famous actor or actress without having some kind of distinct qualities. Yeah. So, you know, you're not like some normal chud. 
Yeah. So like a normal chud and a normal gal get together and you know, everyone's like, Oh yeah, I really can see the chud yeah. qualities. <laughs> That's how I'm gonna refer to any like normal person that marries a celebrity is they're now chuds. Oh. The chud <laughs> look. Yeah. Chuds. Speaking of chuds, have you ever seen that movie? There's a movie called Chud. <laughs> It's called Chuds. Oh, you're talking about it's, uh, it's starring <laughs> oh. Daniel Stern. It's like John Goodman's first movie. He's like a super skinny cop for like maybe 30 seconds. And um, cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. Yes. Yes. It's a good if you're looking for like a like a shitty weekend Friday night <laughs> horror movie that just kind of like chill and eat some pizza and drink some beer to put on Chuds. All right. Pretty solid for a super low budget movie with Daniel Stern. <laughs> hey, any other uh, young people? Uh, we wanted know? to get our like um, watched world burn hench person. Oh, that guy. Yeah, I've been looking for like Daniel Stern. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> no, just a janitor. Ugly, ugly young actor. He like recruits a janitor and David Stern. <laughs> oh, we could do like Ben Savage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We want someone who is is twenty. Yeah. What if we get like you know some crossover stuff? We get a famous musician or something, you know? Oh, just like a kind of like a non-actor kind of person. Yeah. Okay. Um, who's who's big right now? I'm gonna look at the top listened on Spotify. Let me just make it. Um, who's the guy who's in that Oreo commercial with his son? Is that? Um, but this guy is not young. I mean, he's our age. Oh, he's 29. What about Tyler, the creator? Oh. <laughs> I mean, he's a watch the world burn guy well, anyway. The one, uh, the guy, um, Earl Met- Sweatshirt, he's a little bit younger looking and he's in like Tyler's crew. What if you just had all of um, Odd Future? All of Warrior <laughs> Squad? <laughs> but I, could, I could see them just be like, fuck it, yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll find some asbestos. <laughs> I can actually, yeah. Now that you say, "fuck it," yeah, I can find some asbestos. I can totally hear Tyler, the creator, saying that. <laughs> what you want, arsenic? <laughs> you want real asbestos? Anthrax? You want real shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. <laughs> Tyler, the creator. I feel, yeah, I feel like Sam when he uh, when we're talking about uh, Marvel. What's it called? Yeah. Marvel stuff. Well, Tyler, creator. He he does a lot of um voices for stuff on um yeah regular show on uh okay. Cartoon Network. He was on the Loiter Squad that was on Adult Swim. Mm-hmm. Um he's a rapper, not quite as successful as Chance the Rapper, but kind of like <laughs> that same kind of ilk, you know. Um well, he's just a big weirdo. Yeah, yeah. Kind of a strange cat. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Actually, I think he's perfect. <laughs> yeah, I think now that you when you said that asbestos line, I was like, oh, I can hear him fucking saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find some. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got some right here yeah, in my pocket. We probably have an, an 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 adult, right? Like a a teacher. Yeah, yeah. like a a, a uh, zoned out teacher who's letting all this happen. Yeah, my drama teacher was. Weird and yeah, very nice. Yeah, but like uh, very friendly with the students too. Just 
not like in a inappropriate way, but just like very like kind of this is a family type. Is thing. it a lady? We're talking about someone who's what more, about yeah? What about okay. We're talking about someone who's more like aloof though, right? Who's just there because like they're told to. What about the uh, right? Diane Keaton? Okay, like just flighty. Okay. Like she yeah. does love it. You know what? But she's just so out of it. My my yeah. like seventh grade language arts teacher or something like that was, was Diane Keaton. Was like she looked like Diane Keaton, but like. She went to Burning Man and did not leave <laughs> for thirty years, and then came into the classroom to teach kids stuff. That got her, <laughs> got her certificate. Yeah, so I think that kind of like fits that uh, kind of like uh, theater culture. Yeah. yeah, if you like dress her up like a like a hippie, that's uh, a little dirty and maybe living in a van down by the river. Yeah, <laughs> I dig it. Down I by the uh... river. <laughs> I had a photography teacher when I was in 10th grade who, complete opposite of what you're talking about, she was like <laughs> a rough and abrasive, just like in your face, like uh, yelling at everybody. <laughs> Too uh, aggressive for person. photography. <laughs> Very aggressive for photography. Uh, violated my constitutional rights by uh, yelling at me and pressuring me to, to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance <laughs> and uh, yelled about how her friends died in the muck in Vietnam <laughs> I didn't watch my buddies die face down in the muck. Yeah. So you, Chad Shriner, um, desecrate the flag. And, you know, because I'm such a rabble rouser, this guy. Robber, robber. <laughs> I have principles, man. I'm not going to pledge allegiance to a god. It's just not going to happen. All right, all right. So. No allegiances for you. I always make it plural. Try to get real pagan, you know? <laughs> Under God. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm at a baseball game, you know. Yeah. There's baseball gods. Yeah. I don't want to upset To Vishnu them. and Ra and all the gods. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm praying for a win. <laughs> so, like, I'm not just going to, I'm I'm going to, you know, hedge my bet and just, yeah. you know, let's let's get all of them involved. I'm not, yeah, I'm not fucking with the baseball gods. <laughs> uh, you probably should not. I mean, that's why the Orioles have sucked for so long. I'm doing my part. They, they cross. Look, they get they get they one year, a decade, guys. where they can be an okay team, mm-hmm. and that's the rule. Yeah, <laughs> that was the trade off for getting Ripken for so long. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. So we need a a title, right? Um, the first thing that came to my mind was just play on death of a salesman so maybe death of a high schooler or death of a school play i was thinking that too like a death of a 10th grader or something like yeah. that but I, it doesn't have to be i mean like yeah if if you do all this and then fall off the stage in a cardboard box well it's like, like he's also you, you killing killed his, yourself emotionally he's killing his reputation like yeah. socially he's dying because yeah. of this fucking stunt you know um yeah. is he gonna be a lower classman because then we can be like Death of a junior or death of a sophomore or something like that. I mean, I think sophomore yeah. is an interesting word. Yeah. So let's say sophomore. Uh, sophomore is probably the best one. Okay. Where does that word come from? Sophomore? Sophomore? Yeah. yeah. No fucking clue. They were trying to say s'mores and they just messed it up. <laughs> what... They're like, they're soft s'mores. <laughs> That's a stretch, but okay. Or s'mores are soft. What are you talking about? Yeah. What's the etymology of a... Uh... I like etymology. I like uh, reading about that stuff sometimes. Yeah, learning about the origin of things is sometimes cool, sometimes really fucked up. 
Yes. <laughs> Sometimes depressing. Yeah. Sometimes very annoying. Yeah. All right. Um, so Death of a Sophomore? Yeah. Are we good Sounds with that? Sounds good. Death of a Sophomore starring... Um, All the people we previously listed. <laughs> um, Tyler, we the totally creator. Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. Maude Apatow. Um, Maya Hawk. Who's the guy? Who's our main character? Aiden Gallagher. Aiden Gallagher, Aiden Zendaya. Zendaya's second appearance on the show. <laughs> I think we uh, we did Timothy Chalamet. I think we too. might have done that for yeah. one of the guest episodes. But like Timothy Chalamet is like maybe I don't know the biggest young actor right now. I think uh, Tom Holland's like the biggest young actor right now. Yeah, he's, he's big. blowing up. But like Timothy Chalamet's in all the dramas. <laughs> he has a Spider-Man money. He's got he's Spider-Man's Spider-Man. money. He's he's doing some uh, some movie on Netflix where he gets punched in the face. I don't know. I did. He's I didn't got watch that the spies in disguise. Yeah, money onward. All right, spies in disguise was actually uh, entertaining. Oh, I didn't watch it. Is it on uh, Disney Plus? No, that wasn't a Disney. Oh, movie. it wasn't. Okay, never mind then. I forget what it was on. Is Dune coming out this year? I think I it was know. supposed to. I know they're supposed to be dropping the uh, dropping dropping the um, <laughs> the trailer soon. Yeah, he's in that. Gonna he drop that. Drop that trailer. trailer. Uh, what do you guys think about? Poster art. Um, it's a car jumping what, what off a high school like a stage. Car like going off. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I'm kind of thinking um, that like reverse shot from the stage where there's like the yeah. guy silhouetted silhouetted in the like the shaft of the light that's like right on him. I love that, Paul. Um, uh, I don't know if you want him to be like sitting in a little car or just him like standing there, like arms out, kind of a deal. You know. Well, it should look. At- yeah, like yeah. A, yeah, it should look epic. Like he's in a car, like Thelma and Louise, right? Yeah, like taking off into this like audience that's just like applauding out of their mind, you know? Oh, or like a side angle kind mm. of a thing. Well, like you're like uh, you're from the back of the stage looking okay. towards the audience. The okay. audience is filled. They're all like, yeah, all and right. then like he's taking off in like a Buick, you know? <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> all right we'll see how like that, that, that translates to. Uh, our podcast art work. <laughs> I expect. I'm sure we can get permission from Buick. I don't think they got well, much. You know, it's on. like a convertible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Well, that sounds like a a movie, a uh, mockumentary traveling salesman school movie. Death of a sophomore coming Wait, to theaters soon. <laughs> Ish. Ish. <laughs> Dropping soon. I'm gonna drop that trailer. I kind of feel like when you know. Hollywood opens back up. We have all these good ideas. Oh, yeah. They're going to just come running. Dude, we can just like walk into some agent's office, tape them down, you know, drop (laughs) asbestos, and then just start spitting all these (laughs) these pitches at them. You can't leave. One of these is at that point, we have to tape headphones around their head and just make them listen to what is will now be 19 hours of script. It's cool. I'll just make a shitload of spaghetti. We can just like. Force yeah. feeding spaghetti just, as he listens yeah. to all this. Keep his carbs up. <laughs> yeah. Gotta keep that energy high. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that sounds like a plan. <laughs> Watch out, I think Hollywood. This is gonna be the poster artwork for this. This is gonna be a guy being forced fed spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. While being forced to listen to our podcast. <laughs> And that is Script Round 2. You can find us on social, Facebook, Twitter, 
and Instagram at scriptprompto. You can find us at scriptprompto.com. And as always, make sure to sign up for our Patreon. We have more bonus content and also our OnlyFans account where we do this naked. So <laughs> tune in. <laughs> Adios. Howdy. It's oh, the wrong one. It's the wrong one. Uh, what's the cowboy version of goodbye? Giddy up. Giddy up. <laughs> get on. Get on. Go on, get. I'll see you at sunrise. <laughs> Join me again, partner. I'm your Huckleberry.